Here at the Master Nodes, we are not making any claims as to income you may earn. Before entering any agreement, please use caution and seek the advice of a professional advisor, such as attorney or financial advisor. Please ensure your own research is done before investing any money into the market. Yo, 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 y'all already know what time it is. The bird is the word. My name is Ryan Prendez, and this is my business partner, Nestor Sanchez. What's up, y'all? Hope you guys had a good week. And we are the master nodes. Remember to follow our personal social media accounts to stay up to date with us. Mine is at Rye the Crypto Guy, and my boy's nested is at Masternode One. Make sure to stay to the end to hear about some additional resources that we are going to provide you all to get you guys a little bit more zoned into cryptocurrency. This week, we're going to be talking about news of the week, and I'm going to let my boy Nestor kick it off for y'all. So we're going to start off from a news article from CoinDesk. This is talking about Visa, MasterCard, and PayPal, how they're all suspending operations in Russia, because as you guys know, there is a war going on because Russia is invading Ukraine. There's a lot of fear in the markets because of it as well. This is why we are going over it. So Visa will begin working to discontinue transactions in Russia, but it could take a few days, and MasterCard said it will suspend all network transactions and services in Russia. So once this is complete, all transactions initiated with Visa cards issued in Russia will no longer work outside of the country, but any um, transactions that happen inside of the country will continue to work. Um, crypto companies, they're also called to suspend um, either tra transactions or accounts from Russian um, governments and companies, but um, not all of them are on the same page about this stuff. Ukraine has asked Coinbase, Binance, Hyobi, Qcoin, and other cryptocurrency exchanges to stop and cease transactions from certain accounts. Um, but like I said, not all of them are keeping the same stance. We have um, Jesse Powell, who is the CEO of Kraken, who was not initially called to suspend transactions. He said that the company would only do so if it is legally compelled to. And... Um, I think that's because of the original um, goal of cryptocurrency, which was to make a cryptocurrency that was not controlled by governments or by laws or any, um, any outside sources. It is decentralized, and that's kind of the goal. I think a lot of um, exchanges, they have this principle at heart, and they try to um, make it so that cryptocurrency is available to everyone. It's immutable. And they want it to be um, basically accessible to all people. But, um, you know, yeah, actually, what I think is crazy is that a lot of them claim to be decentralized. However, they're doing like some centralized activity, you know, <laughs> like when when you look at when you look back at it, you know, originally uh, Satoshi kind of created the first cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, uh, to be used. So that way no one has control over your money except the person that owns it. And so to now see uh, exchanges kind of step in and block accounts, I mean, I understand the circumstances and this is where things kind of get a little iffy because of everything going on. But at the same time, that's not what, like you said, that's not what cryptocurrency was originally intended for. And although some companies may have these values at heart, they don't necessarily express them well. You know yeah, what I, mean? I feel like they're kind of showing their true colors, you know? Yeah. And I think that's literally because, you know, they have to, they have to do it or else 
they are not going to be able to work in the U.S. They're not going to be able to be used in the U.S. because they have to follow certain legislation, monetary policy. And if the U.S. decides to sanction Russia, well, hey, these are U.S. companies. So they're going to have to abide by that. They're going to have to work with the U.S. as well. And um, this is, I think, proves the point so much. Not your keys, not your cryptocurrency. These cryptocurrencies have your keys. So they can stop you from making transactions. They can ban your accounts. But if your keys are on your persons, they're with you personally, they're on a ledger, they're on a treasure, hey, no one can stop those transactions. No one can stop you from exchanging currency through DEXs. So this is what the whole DeFi space was made for. But hey, um, they can only do that if you are on their centralized exchange. Yeah, and that's why a lot of places have been recommending to kind of take your money offline because then it avoids all this mess in, in total. So another news topic that we actually wanted to bring up to you guys, which was pretty significant, was President Joe Biden uh, being set to sign an executive order on US cryptocurrency strategy this week. So according to people familiar with the administration's plan, President Biden's order will direct federal agencies to examine potential regulatory changes, as well as the national security and economic impact of digital assets. The Biden administration is under pressure to play a more coordinating role in Washington's approach on cryptocurrencies, as many industry executives have expressed concern to what they say is a lack of clarity on rules from the U.S. government involving cryptocurrency. The executive order, which has been in the works since last year, will require federal agencies across the government to report later this year what they're doing in regards to digital tokens. President Biden's executive order is also expected to address the possibility of a U.S.-issued central bank digital currency, or CBDC. However, they are still expected to hold off on taking a firm position because the Federal Reserve is still studying how it would affect our economy. The Fed said that the U.S. CBDC could preserve the U.S. dollar's dominance as other countries like China embrace the technology. However, they still need to examine it carefully due to the nature of CBDCs. Nestor, what do you think about all this? Um, I think a centralized uh, like US dollar that is digital could be a good thing. Um, it's pretty cool because it's digital, it's able to be programmable. Mm -hmm. So I think they could use this in terms of like stimulus checks, in terms of like EBT or helping other people. They could make it so that you're not able to buy certain things using this money um yeah similar to ebt like you're not able to buy certain foods like hot foods you're not able to buy a food that's already prepared but you can go to the grocery store buy your groceries buy things like that um i think it could be more programmable in that sense which kind of gives the government more control but um because it's centralized i think it's it's pretty interesting you know digitized money it has a lot of pros um but, you know, there are those cons because it's centralized. It's basically going to be the same thing as the U.S. dollar. I think it's still going to inflate over time. So it's going to lose value over time. But I think that's just the way um, governments, they, they need their money because they incur a lot of debt. That inflation is actually helping them lower the value of that debt. So um, I think it's kind of like... Uh, double-edged sword it could be good bringing that digital side to the currency but it could be bad because either way it's centralized it's still going to have similar problems that we do see with the u.s dollar 
and also, you know, they're competing with the digital yuan. So I think that's why they're so pressed to kind of get this done fast and get this done because they're competing with China as well. Yeah, and I definitely agree with you. Um, I think that the US CBDC will definitely be used as an additional tool uh, in the terms of like the whole United States um, utilizing inflation to lower down its debt. And so with that being said, I just kind of hope that Biden's approach on cryptocurrency is a more positive approach because with everything going on in Ukraine and everything going on in um, the United States and everything going on, you know, just globally with cryptocurrency, there's a lot of mixed emotions uh, when it comes down to it. So, you know, this kind of it's up in the air, you know, it's a flip of the coin. You kind of can hope that Biden's going to do something well. But, you know, I mean, you could look at it and be like, damn, well, you know, it just wasn't what we expected. It, it's really just up to these uh, um, lawmakers at this point to kind of see where we go moving forward with cryptocurrency. Yeah. And we've seen it already. Like we've had um, huge upswings. Like last week, there was a nice little upswing and we've had a correction like this week. Um, and like you're saying, fear kind of runs the market. We don't know if we're going to have another world war and this could be catastrophic for these start stocks and markets. Uh, we don't know if um, all these other currencies or all these other countries will legalize cryptocurrency as tender, such as Sweden. They just released that actually recently, I, I believe. Uh, not Sweden, Switzerland. Oh, actually Switzerland. Um, so yeah, we've seen good bullish news. We've seen bearish news. But we can only see it in the long term. We know that it's going to go up in value. So that's all we hope for. And that's what that's why we accumulate all these cryptocurrencies. Now we're going to talk about the top five cryptocurrencies, um, their price points, um, and how much they fluctuated without within this week. So Bitcoin is sitting around 38,500. It's actually gone down 12% from last week. ETH is at 2,500 which is down 13% from last week. BNB is at $382, which is down 6%. XRP, 71 cents, down 8%. And we have Terra, which actually breached um, the top five. And it is it flipped ADA. It is at $85, and it's down 6.8%. So kind of a, a down week this week. Um, not very good, but like I said, it was a correction. Um, we did see um, a nice influx of cash coming in into these markets last week. Um, Bitcoin had hit, I think, $45,000 at one point. So we're seeing a nice correction from this. What do you think about today's price points? I actually think the opposite. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because if you look at it on a larger scale compared to like the last six months, uh, we see this really big downtrend. And I feel like we reached a really high point, um, you know, last year when it came to uh, cryptocurrency being really hyped. And uh, we always see these trends after a halving. So, you know, we, we see cryptocurrency being really hyped. It goes up, soars in value, and then drops down. And I feel like we're in this moment right now where a lot of traders are taking advantage of this stable-ish downtrend. And what I mean by that is if you look at cryptocurrency on the, you know, the 15 minute, the one hour, the four hour um, timeframes, you could see a lot of um, positions being taken in terms of trading. And so 
a lot of people are really reaping the benefits of this downtrend because even though the market's going down, you could still make money in this market. And so um, I think when we look at those trends, we see a lot of, uh, you know, position traders or, um, you know, scalp traders really taking advantage of this market currently. Um, and so what I also think is the reason why this market is, a, is in such disarray right now is because of everything going on. There's a lot of confusion amongst investors. If you look at the Bitcoin uh, fear greed index scale, you could see a lot of investors are still very, are still very fearful of the market. And not only that, they're very confused. And what I mean by that is, you know, you have, you know, President Biden coming out this week saying, you know, what the U.S. strategy on cryptocurrency could be. You have Russia uh, potentially utilizing cryptocurrency um, to, you know, help fund their, uh, their war or, you know, the Russian citizens utilizing cryptocurrency because the Russian banks are only allowing them to take out $20. Um, you know, you have senators like Elizabeth Warren coming out and pointing this out and saying how cryptocurrency could be a concern. You have, like Nestor said earlier, Switzerland coming out and legalizing Bitcoin and Tether as, you know, legal um, te uh, tender within their country. And so, um, you know, looking at all these like kind of things going on, it's really a confusing time for the cryptocurrency community. No one necessarily knows where exactly it's going to go. Um, you know, it could go up, it could go down, it could go sideways. <laughs> we don't know. Um, it's just a matter of time, you know. And, and so I think right now the best thing to do is to take advantage of this downtrend or stable-ish downtrend and look at the 15-minute scale. Look at the, you know, um, hour scale look at the four hour scale and try to like see if there's a great position that you guys could enter to take advantage of this opportunity um you know and we're gonna go over this a little bit later but right now me and esther have been getting into leverage trading and so right now we're really taking advantage of how the market's moving overall in order to you know kind of profit as much as we can during this time yeah definitely um our goal is to make money all the time whether the market's going down sideways upward or um you know all the way in between so yeah that's what we're trying to do obviously buying and huddle huddling for the long term that's that's the move for the long term but what about now we want to make money now so mm -hmm. um that's why we're trying to do all these different things to learn about it learning charting learning all that stuff Mm -hmm. definitely and that kind of wraps up today's podcast guys remember to follow and subscribe to our personal social media accounts to stay up to date with us on instagram facebook linkedin tiktok twitter all at the master nodes our visual podcast experience can be found on youtube and our audio podcast experience can be found on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher and all your other favorite podcast sources remember to visit us at www.themasternodes.com again that's www.themasternodes.com and subscribe to our email list to receive the latest and greatest cryptocurrency information. We send out those emails every Friday to get you guys updated on market updates, to get you guys updated on, you know, uh, news updates, vocab terms we feel you need to know, and just to get you guys updated on us. We also have another couple opportunities uh, for you guys. We have a Discord that's coming out, or it already came out, and we have all these cryptocurrency individuals who know about NFTs, staking, yield farming obviously you guys can ask us questions directly we are going we go live there now every sunday 
And we're also looking to do some more live charting and um, breakdowns of the markets on there as well. And like we also had said before, we are joining um, with IM Academy. They are a multi-million dollar business that teaches people how to trade. Um, they go live, they interact with you so that you can uh, make money when the money's, um, when the markets are going up, when the markets are going down, when they're going sideways. And that's using leverage, using trading, and ultimately learning how to break down markets in general. So this is a great opportunity for you guys. If you have a question about it, if you want to join it, learn about learn about it, get some more information, you could always comment or DM us at any of our social medias or even down on this video below. As always, thank you guys for tapping into this podcast. We appreciate it. And, you know, we hope you guys have a great day and bless up. Yes, sir. All right, guys, make sure to choose kindness and have a great day.